investigas y si los extrañas. But this morning, pero en esta mañana, I want to talk about. Quiero hablar. We're going to read the verse first. Vamos a leer el verso primero. I was in the middle of a desert. When we were in the middle of a desert. Nosotros estuvimos en el medio del desierto. Like a literal desert. Literalmente un desierto. Right. We were undercover agents. Estábamos como agentes encubiertos. That's as much I'm going to share. Es lo más que voy a compartir. But in the midst of that, pero en el medio de eso, the Lord allowed me to allow us to go up into one of the highest building or the highest building in the world. El Señor nos permitió ir a uno de los edificios más altos en el mundo. And I was with Joe and a pastor friend of mine and my pastor friend and Joe went to a separate way and I went to this other side and I noticed something peculiar. Yo estuve con Joe y un pastor amigo mío y Joe y el pastor amigo mío se separaron, fueron a un lado y yo me fui para otro y noté algo peculiar. They abandoned me. Me abandonaron. While you're high up in this building, tú estás en este edificio, you're able to see the entire landscape of the desert. Tú ver el, el completo panorama <coughs> del desierto. And I noticed something, I don't know if you noticed, but I noticed something y yo noté algo at quite of a distance. Eh, a la distancia, I would say maybe distancia. like 15, 30 miles. Tal vez unas 15, 30 millas from where we were. De donde And it was a very small pool of water y era eh, como una piscina de agua pequeña and it had palm trees on it like those trees for the desert y tenía palmas a su alrededor esas palmas del desierto and the Lord spoke to me y Dios me habló allá arriba up there and he said y me dijo all you see is dryness todo lo que ves es sequedad but it's not until you open your eyes that you're able to see the pool pero no es hasta que tú abres los ojos que puedes ver la piscina. See, all you sense, all you know, todo lo que ves o todo lo que conoces is dry sand. es eh, arena seca. But if you look closely, pero si miras muy de cerca, and you put your gaze and your focus where I want you to look, y si tú pones <coughs> tu enfoque a donde yo quiero que tú mires, you will see that there is a small oasis. Tú vas a poder ver que hay un pequeño oasis. And I said, Lord, okay. Y yo dije, Dios, okay. Great revelation. Una gran revelación. But the Lord said, Pero Dios dijo, talking to me, hablándome a mí, you've been walking in the desert, has estado caminando en el desierto, but you don't notice the oasis that I prepared for you. Pero no has notado los oasis que he preparado para ti. And I questioned God. I'm like, Lord, well, why are you making me go through this? Why is this happening to me? What's going on? Y le pregunté al Señor, ¿por qué tú me estás haciendo pasar por esto? ¿Qué está pasando? And it wasn't until that moment, y no fue hasta ese momento, 6,000 miles away from home, 6,000 millas de distancia de mi casa, that I was able to realize that the Lord has been providing the resource that I need to leave my desert, and I ignored it because I was too caught up in the desert. Que fue que yo pude entender que Dios ha estado proveyendo los recursos para yo salir del desierto, pero estuve ignorando esto todo este tiempo. Let's read Genesis 21. Vamos a leer Genesis 21. And this is my foundation verse for today. We're going to read from verse 14 to 21. Y este es el verso de mi fundación hoy. Vamos a leer del verso 14 al 21. We can have the verses up on the board. Genesis 21, 14 through 21. Genesis 21, del 14 al 21. The Bible reads as follows. La Biblia dice así. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread. You can follow along in Spanish. And took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child. The child was about 14 to 
19 years old. And he sent her away. And she departed and wandered. She was lost in the desert, in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the child under bushes or under a shrub. The lad was so dehydrated that he no longer had the strength to even stand. Just my added commentary. And she sat opposed him, and she lifted up her voice, and she wept. Let me read that again. Then she went to sit down opposite of him, a good way off, about a half mile away. That's a bow shot away. At a distance, and she said, let me not look on the death of my child. And as she sat opposite of him, she lifted up her voice and wept. By the way, this is one of the first occurrences in the scripture that someone opens up their mouth and weeps. Esta es una de las primeras ocurrencias en la Biblia donde alguien abre su boca y se llora. And God heard the voice of who? <laughs> the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Get up, lift up the boy, and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Listen to this verse. Verse 19. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin of water and, got, and gave the boy to drink. And God was with the boy, and he grew up, and he lived in the wilderness, and he became an expert with the bow, and he lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife from him from the land of Egypt. The word of the Lord. See, today, hoy, I want to preach under the topic, Oasis in the Desert. Today, I want to finally land this plain of Lent. Hoy quiero aterrizar este avión de cuaresma by talking about a story that many of us uh, pass over al hablar, al, para hablar de una historia donde muchos de nosotros pasamos because it looks like it's misplaced and irrelevant. Porque parece ser irrelevante y que está mal puesta, mal ubicada. And what we observe from this passage y lo que observamos de este pasaje is that life isn't fair. Es que la vida no es justa. But before I get into those details, Pero antes de en esos detalles, I want to give you a little bit of context of what's going on in this passage. This passage seems to be misplaced and odd in, in the whole story. But it actually continues, or there's a continuity in the storyline of Abraham. Pero de hecho, tiene una continuidad de la historia de Abraham. You guys know, Genesis 16, the Bible says that the Lord made a covenant with Abram. And he went before the Lord and told him that he was childless. He said, the Lord is giving him all these things. But he's like, yo, but I don't have any kids to bear it. What do you want me to do? But the Lord said, I will give you an heir from your own loins. Un hijo. Un heredero. 
And the Lord told Abram that his descendants, you know the passage, will be as many as the stars. Ustedes conocen el pasaje. El Señor le dijo a Abraham que le iba a dar una descendencia que era más mayor que las estrellas. And it's interesting because look at Genesis 15 verse 6. Y es interesante porque si vemos a Génesis 15 verso 3. Not only they got promised Abram something. No solamente Dios le prometió algo a Abraham. See, our conversations with the Lord is 50-50. Nuestra conversación con el Señor es 50-50. He tells us what's going to happen. Él nos dice qué va a pasar. And our job is to believe God is righteousness. See, Genesis 16, uh, 15, 6, it says, And he, Abram, believed the Lord, and he counted him as righteousness. Righteousness. Now, in the midst of all of this, Sarai, en el medio de todo esto, Sarai, She's talking to Abram. Ella está hablando con Abraham. And she's like, yo, viejito, que a mí se me pasó la primavera. <laughs> my spring has my passed. Spring has passed. <laughs> Isn't it frustrating no es that when God says something, in this case that he was going to bear a child but nothing happens after you try and you try and you try and you try I want to tell you something don't lose hope but simply trust God's timing and I'll talk to you about this in a, in a few minutes see she then became desperate Luego se, se desesperó. And she decided to take matters into her own hands. Y ella decidió tomar cartas en sus propias asuntos. That sound familiar? Suena eso familiar? When we don't get what we want, cuando no tenemos lo que queremos. I'm gonna get what I want, how I want it, when I want it. Yo voy a, 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 a tener lo que quiero, cuando lo quiero y como lo quiero. Anything similar to us? Cualquier cosa, cualquier similitud con nosotros. Is pure coincidence. Es pura coincidencia. Sarai in her desperation Sara, en su desesperación, yo this is wild she told her man ella le dijo a su hombre, yo papi tú sabes que no puedo I, I can't. but I have a servant Pero tengo una sirviente, that she's in her prime que ella está en su plenitud, she's ready ella está lista, she's my servant ella es mi sirviente, know her biblically and Abram was like alright Abram got jiggy with it you know what I'm saying he was like alright bet I'm gonna he wasted no time he was like let me go in there <laughs> and he got her pregnant guess who's mad <laughs> yep <laughs> The same person that told them to do the thing that she now is angry about. Because this is what happens. When we try to take things into our own hands. And we rush the process. We make a mistake. And give it the, we give the mistake permission to happen. And then we get mad that the mistake happened. Sounds like a Puerto Rican wife. Eso suena como una mujer puertorriqueña. 
Hagar, Hagar to avoid all this tension para evitar toda, toda esta tensión, she decides to flee ella decide huir. to the point that she goes into the wilderness al punto que se va hacia el des desierto, desierto. This is important for us to understand because in the wilderness, esto es importante entender porque en el desierto, she left twice. This is the first time. The first time she left, se fue dos veces. La primera vez que se fue, she encountered the angel of the Lord. Ella se encontró con el ángel del Señor. And he, the angel of the Lord asked her, "Yo, what are you doing over here?" El ángel del Señor le pregunta qué estás haciendo acá. And the angel told her, "You know what? I get it, but go back." Y el ángel le dice, entiendo todo, pero regresa, because you need to submit to your mistress porque necesitas someterte a, a, a tu dueña and submit to Sarai y someterte a Sarai as a matter of fact this angel was so powerful de hecho este ángel era tan poderoso that she that this angel was able to not only send her back que este ángel no solamente la pudo enviar hacia atrás but spoke on behalf of the Lord and gave her a promise pero habló en favor del Señor y le dio una promesa one, Hagar didn't know she was pregnant so the angel was like you're pregnant and the angel said go back because you will have descendants that will not be numbered Genesis 9, uh, 16 9 through 13 and it says the angel of the Lord said to her return to your mistress and submit to her verse 10 the angel of the Lord also said to her I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitudes. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son, and you shall call this son or him the name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to whose affliction? To Hagar's affliction. Verse 12. And he shall be a wild donkey. Next verse. 13. Is that the last one? So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her you are the God of seeing in other words she, she, she discovered another attribute of God Yahweh Roy which means the God who sees so truly here I have been seen or I have seen him who looks after me so she renamed that place and she returned to Sarai and she submitted to Sarah after that Abraham makes another covenant with the Lord the Lord changes his name now you will no longer be called Abram you will be called Abraham because you're the father of many nations and your wife will no longer be called Sarai but she will be called Sarah because she is the mother of kings. Pero se va a llamar Sara porque es la madre de reyes. See, in the midst of all this, en el medio de todo esto, Sarah hears the word of the Lord again. Sara escucha la voz de Dios otra vez. And the angel of the Lord on its way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Y el ángel del Señor cuando iba de camino a destruir a Gomorrah y a Sodoma. This is all context, by the way. Todo esto es contexto. The angel of the Lord says, El ángel del Señor le dice, Yo, I'll be back here next year. At around this time. And you will have a son. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Nada me fluye, Señor. 
left, but this whole conversation. But it wasn't until the timing of it all. Pero no fue hasta el tiempo de todo. Almost 13 years later. Casi 13 años después. Not at her timing. No en el tiempo de But at the timing of God. Pero en el tiempo de Dios. And the Lord said, gave another word. Y Dios le dio otra palabra. And said, when I come back. Y le dijo, cuando yo regrese. You will have a son. Tú vas a tener un hijo. She tried, she tried, she tried. And she would have waited. Ella trató, trató. Si ella hubiera esperado. She would have avoided a mis, uh, She would have avoided this mistake. Ella hubiera evitado este error. But she decided to take matters into her own hands. Pero ella decidió tomar cartas en sus propias manos. Ladies and gentlemen. Damas y caballeros. Wait on the Lord. Esperen en el Señor. See. This is where we land. Aquí es donde aterrizamos. This is the context. Isaac is born. Este es el contexto. Isaac eight days later. Nace ocho días después. And all of a sudden, Hagar gets a little bit prideful. ghetto people like me, you know what, you know what she says. She's like, you, you better get rid of her. It's either her or me. Her or me. You decide. See, Sarah was also Puerto Rican, a hood Puerto Rican. To all this, Abraham is really conflicted. Abraham didn't love Hagar. He wasn't in love with Hagar, but he loved his son. But the Lord speaks to Abraham and says, "Do whatever your wife is telling you to do." I have my own strong opinions about that, but I will not talk about them on the altar. Yo tengo mi opinión fuerte sobre eso, pero no voy a hablar sobre eso en el altar. And the Bible starts verse 16. La Biblia comienza en el verso 16. Early the next morning. He grabs a jar of water. And she grabs some bread. The lady says, Vete. She went into the same wilderness that she went in the first place. But now she was lost. She knew how to walk that area because she's been in that area before. But suddenly, she was lost. See, I want to start off by saying the desert may seem unfair to you. But there's a purpose for you embedded in the desert. Don't avoid it. See, we have a culture of avoidance. We don't want to go to the process because the process sucks. Because it's unfair to me. I didn't do anything wrong. That's all right. But go through the desert anyway. See, Hagar left the house. At first, you will see, oh, it wasn't even her fault. But she was prideful. And she looked down on her mistress. See, a su sierva. 
she took the jar of water with some bread. She had a survival kit. Right? Was the bread and the water. And that's all she had left. She came from a place of abundance to a place of scarcity that the only thing she has is about five gallons of water. And literally a loaf of bread. What would you do in that situation? I know what I will do. I'll try to avoid it. I'll try to go my way around it. I'll go back to Abraham's house the back way where nobody sees. Grab all the stuff that I can get and live off of that. See, from a living from a place of abundance, she went to a hot desert not alone but with a teenager so de, de vivir en un sitio de abundancia ella fue al desierto y no fue sola fue con un jovencito any parents with teenagers in the house padres con jovencitos en la casa 12 to 12 18, 19 years old 18, 19 como comen como actúan no me hables going to my room you don't have a room we're in a desert where are you going to go so this attitude so she's dealing with a growing adult with scarcity and with not knowing where she's going to go many of us would have thrown in the towel see for much less we complain and we retreat and we abandon our faith pastor didn't greet me today I'm leaving that church that church was so hypocritical my boss asked me to come earlier he's going to pay me more but why am I going to go earlier this life is fair As people, we tend to be frazzled with the little things. And we are so cushioned that we that any misplacement or any misunderstanding throws our world to the end of the apocalypse. See, we are too quick to lose sight of who called us and who loved us. And we see this as a reflection of the current culture that we live in. Pastor, I don't want to look at the Bible for this. I don't want to look at the Bible for this. All right, bet. Oh, turn on CNN. Turn on NBC News. Go to Facebook. Just scroll a couple of TikToks. You'll see people who are offended because something wasn't fair for them. Now the end of the world is coming because they 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 miscalled me. Because they treated me poorly because I was acting as a fool. Now everything is the end of the world, people. This culture is making you believe that it is. Don't be so offended when someone steps on your bunion. It's all right. You'll be okay. 
We continue to drift further and further away from God. Perhaps today you may be feeling disappointed in something that happened to you. You feel like life isn't fair. And you know what? Perhaps you may be right. Because life isn't fair right now. And I don't think life will ever be fair. However, you must understand that even though life is unfair, there's one that remains constant. See, when things seem to be going far away or escaping you, there's still one that is holding your hand. See, Hagar may have thought, this, is, this isn't enough to eat. But even with her assumed reservations, you know, I'll take this from a Puerto Rican mom. She had to put her game face on, y'all. Because she couldn't let her kid see the suffering that she was going through. Mommy, ¿dónde vamos a comer? I don't know, but we're going to eat. We're going to keep walking. We're, we're, we're almost there. Where am I going? Where am I? No, we're going. Vente, papi, vente, vente. We got it. She had to put her game face on. And journey through the wilderness. The Bible says that it came to a point that the water stopped and the bread went away. All of her resources to survive dried up. Things kept going from bad to worse and from worse to horrific. As she continued to sojourn and walk, she, she noticed that her steps were slower. She, she noticed that her son, who was an active individual, now is was fading away the once vibrant strong energetic boy is now slow dim and faded things continue to look grim for them see the point or the point of our lives at the point of our lives that we're going to survival mode we completely ignore everything that make, to make sure that our loved one is well kept or maintained and this is the time where we grow impatient we grow nonsensical we go insane even to the point that we have no other reason to justify our feelings See, we go through the deserts of life we sometimes tend to negate the value of the desert and we just categorize it as this is just another punishment from the Lord something I potentially did that was wrong well I sinned there and I'm here in the desert Therefore, this is a punishment for me. So I must say, 
that the desert at times can be a sense of consequence. However, when we walk with the Lord, the desert takes a different meaning. The desert has a value in our spiritual walk that many don't or won't understand. El desierto tiene un valor espiritual en nuestro caminar que muchos no entienden sí, o no quieren entender. Porque el desierto es un lugar de encuentro. Moses encountered the Lord in the desert. Moisés encontró a Dios en el desierto. The desert is a place of freedom. El desierto es un lugar de libertad. The people of Israel saw their enemies die in the desert. Las personas de Israel vieron a sus enemigos morir en el desierto. The desert is a place of reflection and meditation. El desierto es un lugar de reflexionar y meditación. It's a place of growth and dependency. Es un lugar de crecer See, y dependencia. Let me put it let me put it this way. When we walk through life, we sometimes get things attached to our lives. Cuando caminamos por la vida a veces I call them spiritual leeches. Lapas espirituales. What do, what do leeches do? They suck the blood out of you. Your energy, your strength. See, the things that are not from the Lord, I call them leeches. Leeches thrive in a humid and moist environment. So las lapas, ellas les gusta estar en, en, en ambientes húmedos, mojados. The more moisture there is in the air, mientras más humedad hay en el aire, the more energy they have to suck the blood out of you and continue to grow. Más energía tienen ellas para chuparte la sangre a ti y continuar. See, when we go to life, we get all these things of leeches attached to us, but we don't pay attention to them because it's life as we know it. Cuando vamos por la vida se nos pegan todas estas cosas, pero no le prestamos atención. However, if you put a leech in a desert Ahora, si tú pones una lapa en el desierto, or in a dry and barren place o en un sitio seco y solo, the moisture of their skin begins to dry up la humedad de su piel comienza a secar, because of the heat wind and all the desert and all that sort of stuff porque el caliente, el desierto y todas estas cosas, to the point al punto, that, they be, that they have no other choice but to stop, die and detach from sometimes when God brings you through a desert sometimes it's because we have so many leeches attached to us that he wants to set us free see he then speaks to us and strengthens us in the desert after the leeches are gone so we can continue the work Hagar was in the desert depending on a system that stopped providing for her and her son to the point that she couldn't hear from the Lord until she stopped and waited she was so overwhelmed with so many leeches and so many things that she missed the answer of the Lord in the desert que se le escapó la respuesta del Señor en el desierto. And this is, this is my to you. Y este es mi consejo para ustedes. Don't be so overwhelmed. No estés tan sobrecargado. My second point, by your situation, por tu situación. That you become blind to God's response. Que te conviertas en ciego a la respuesta de Dios. In other words, en otras palabras, don't lay down and die. No te acuestes a morir. Don't lay down and die. No te acuestes a morir. If you lay down on the bed, si te acuestas en el desierto, you run the risk of never getting up. Don't be so overwhelmed that you miss the opportunity of being in the desert. God created an opportunity through His mercy and grace to get 
gracia y favor. To capture Hagar's attention. Para capturar la atención de Hagar. We were singing about it today. You have my attention, Lord. Estábamos cantando sobre eso. Hagar, however, she was so overwhelmed. De que Hagar estaba tan sobrecargada. That she decided to give up and die. Que decidió darse por vencida. Don't lay down and die. No te acuestes. Because God is getting ready to hear your voice. Porque Dios está listo para escuchar tu voz. But I was able to identify certain areas in this passage identificar algunas áreas en este pasaje that God uh, God's answers to Hagar que Dios le contestó a Hagar before she even realized it was God in the midst of her antes que ni siquiera ella realizara que era Dios hablando en el medio de esto the Bible says la Biblia dice in verse verse 16 verso 16 that she laid down the boy under a shrub que ella acostó a su niño bajo un pequeño arbusto under a bush the bush describes is believed by some scholars to be a desert fruit, one of those trees that shields you from the sun. El arbusto que se describe aquí es puede ser así algo como un escudo que te protege del sol. It literally gives you a break from the sun, so you're under that bush and the sun literally cannot penetrate you. Que te da un descanso, literalmente, si estás ahí debajo, el sol no puede penetrar. So there are several degrees cooler under there. Así que ahí debajo hay unos grados más See, don't be so overwhelmed that you miss the shade under the shrub. No estés tan sobrecargado que pierdas la sombra debajo del arbusto. See, the Bible says that when she laid the boy down, she walked about a half mile away. La Biblia dice que cuando ella acostó el niño, ella caminó como media milla. And she said, I, I can't, I can't see my son die. I'm just gonna lay him down. Ella dijo, yo no puedo ver a mi hijo morir. Under a shrub. acostar debajo de ese arbusto. How many shrubs have you encountered in life that you completely ignore? Cuántos arbustos tú te has encontrado en la vida que How many times has the Lord provided provided for you a shade in the desert that you have completely ignored? Cuántas veces Dios ha provisto para ti una sombra en el desierto que has ignorado. That you're so overwhelmed that you just lay down on it. Que estás tan sobrecargada que te acuestas. So to die without realizing that that God's answer for you to be cool in the in the heat of the desert. Para morir que ni siquiera te das cuenta que esa es la respuesta de Dios para enfriar. The Bible says. La Biblia dice. That after this, she wept and cried. Que después de esto ella Suddenly, the second response of the Lord is shown. De repente, la segunda respuesta del Señor. The Bible says. La Biblia dice that God heard the voice of the boy. Que Dios escuchó la voz del niño. But but it says here. Then she sat opposite to him. Ella se sentó al opuesto de él. And lifted her voice. Levantó su voz. And cried or wept. The lad, the guy, the boy wasn't crying. He wasn't praying. It's interesting to see that in Genesis 16, the angel of the Lord spoke to Hagar. And the Lord became real and personal to her. Y el Señor vino a ser real y personal en ella. To the point that, as we talked earlier, she identified a new name for God. Al punto que, como habíamos hablado anteriormente, ella identificó otro nombre para Dios. Yahweh Roy. Yahweh Roy. So now the Lord, ahora Dios, is becoming real to Ishmael. Ha venido a ser real a Ishmael. And the angel of the Lord, y el ángel del Señor, said to Hagar, le dijo a Hagar, that he will be a great nation. Que él iba a ser una gran nación. Therefore, we see 
God's principle of Isaiah 55:11 in action. Así que vemos el principio de Isaías 55. That the word of God will never turn back void. De que la palabra del Señor nunca va a regresar vacía. So he wasn't just listening to Hagar. Así que no solamente estaba escuchando Hagar. He was also listening to the nations that was inside of Ishmael. Él estaba él estaba también escuchando a la nación que estaba dentro de Ismael. That was crying out for mercy. Que estaba llorando por misericordia. As a matter of fact, de hecho, Ishmael, Ismael means God hears. Ismael significa Dios escucha. So from the get, from the beginning, así que desde el comienzo, God was hearing. Dios estaba escuchando. The cry of this little boy. El el llanto de este niño. A grown man. Remember. We're asking why did God hear the voice of the lad and not the voice of Hagar who was crying? Estamos hablando de por qué Dios escucha la voz de este jovencito y no la voz de Hagar que estaba llorando. Let's go to James chapter 4. Vamos a ir a Santiago capítulo 4, verse 6. And the Bible says, but he gives, talking about the Lord, more grace, therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Dice que Dios se opone al Pastor, how are you connecting this? It's weird. In verse 9 of uh, chapter 21, we don't have it. It says, And Sarah saw that the son of Hagar, the Egyptian whom she had born to Abraham, was scoffing. So Hagar encouraged the misbehavior. Así que Agar prácticamente estaba apoyando el mal comportamiento. So Hagar became prideful. Así que Agar se convirtió en orgullosa. So Hagar's prayer, así que la oración de Agar, couldn't be heard. No pudo ser escuchada. Because she was prideful. Porque ella era orgullosa. However, de todas formas, God heard the voice of Ishmael. Dios escuchó la voz de Ismael. Why? Well, look at this. Mira esto. A desperate mother and a son. Una madre y un hijo desesperado. In a desperate situation. The two responded very differently, but very differently. Los dos respondieron en diferentes formas. The mother lamented and wept. La madre se lamentó y sollozó. While the boy, mientras que el niño, had been, we don't know, had been either praying, estaba tal vez orando, or trying to comfort his mom, o tratando de hacer sentir bien a su mamá. Or possibly a combination of both things. O posiblemente una combinación de Either way. De cualquier forma, the boy is speaking el niño está hablando, and the angel of the Lord responds to the cry of the boy. Y el ángel del Señor responde al llanto del niño. The fact that the angel of God responded el hecho de que el ángel del Señor respondió listen, listen to this esto, to the voice of the boy a la voz del niño, it suggests that he may have prayed a simple childish prayer. Sugiere que él pudo tal vez haber hecho una oración de niño for help for ayuda and this is truth this is a lesson for all of us y esto es una lección para todos nosotros and this appears to be subtly confirmed y esto aparenta estar confirmado when the lord or the angel of the lord tells hagar i heard the prayer of the lamb of the boy cuando el ángel del señor le dice a hagar escuché i want to know something cool la voz del niño quiere escuchar algo based through studies and putting two things together this suggests that ishmael was praying for God estaba orando para que Dios to comfort his mother para que 
hiciera sentir bien a su papá. And the Lord responded accordingly. Y Dios respondió apropiadamente. Whatever the interpretation you may think it is, the Lord answered the prayer. Cualquiera que la interpretación que sea que esté pensando Dios contestó esa oración. Now this opens up the door for the third answered prayer. Esto abre las puertas para la tercera oración contestada. The Lord opened her eyes. Dios abrió sus ojos. And the Bible says that in that moment, la Biblia dice que en ese momento, she realized that she was standing in front of a water well. Ella entendió que estaba parada frente a un pozo de agua. In the same place that she found herself thirsty and ready to die. En el mismo sitio que ella se encontraba sedienta y lista para morir. That is the same place God provided her the answer. Es en el mismo lugar donde Dios le dio su respuesta. And the well was already there. Y el pozo ya estaba ahí. The miracle is not that the well appears. The miracle is that she focused, she changed her sight from being overwhelmed to the Lord. And immediately, the Lord said, All right, bet, look, open your eyes, it's right here. See, some of us are so overwhelmed with life that we forget to set our gaze back on God. And God is saying, Listen, 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 I have the answer for you. But you keep taking matters into your own hands. I understand that it's stressful. I understand that it's tough. I understand that my wife is challenging, my husband is challenging, my kids are challenging. I understand that. But look at me. I have the answer for you. You're dying and you're drying up because you don't want to look at me. You know what? Let me open your eyes. Let me open your eyes to see because in the same place that you're about to throw Porque yourself and die you're about to give up on your marriage just open your eyes you're about to give up on your kids open your eyes you're about to give up on everything open your eyes you came to church saying Lord this, this is going to be my last service if you don't talk to me today I'm gone open your eyes open your eyes don't be so overwhelmed with life that you miss God's response if you're here for the first, second, third, fourth time a hundredth time God wants you to open up your eyes so you can see what's happening so you can see the response of the Lord see she was so overwhelmed that that sense didn't allow her to see the answer of the Lord See, sometimes the difficulties of life pushes us to a desert place. Perhaps you have you receive a medical prognosis. Perhaps you suddenly lost your job. Perhaps you're going through a tough time in your marriage. Perhaps you have a rebellious child, whatever the case may be. Sometimes difficulties the difficulties that we, that we face are brought by our own doing Hagar was rebellious so she deserved to be in the desert 
necesitaba estar en ese desierto. But sometimes Pero a veces, it comes from the hands of others. Viene de las manos de otros. Yes, Hagar was rebellious. Sí, Hagar estaba rebelde. But also Sarah kicked her out. Pero también Sara la, 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 la I don't know, I don't know who your Sarah is who's kicking you out Yo to no the desert. Yo no sé quién es tu Sara que te está sacando, botando para el desierto. But don't lose focus. Pero no pierdas el Because enfoque. the Lord is telling you I'm here. Porque Dios te está diciendo estoy aquí. And God is here to tell you. Y Dios está aquí para decirte. And to tell me. Y para decirme a mí. Don't overwhelm yourself. No te sobrecargues. Because I am the shrub in the desert. Porque yo soy ese arbusto oh, en el desierto. Oh, come on now. This is what Psalms 121, 5 and 6 says. Esto es lo que dice Salmo 121, 5 al 6. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord is our shrub. So Dios es nuestro eh, arbusto. The Lord is our covering. Dios es nuestra cubierta. As a matter of fact, look at what Isaiah 25 verse 5 says. De hecho, mira lo que Isaiah 25, 5 dice. It says, like heat in a dry place, you subdue the noise of the foreigners as heat by the shade of a cloud, so the song of the ruthless is put down. The Lord is our cloud. So Dios es nuestra nube. The Lord is the one that does justice and righteousness for us. Dios es el que hace justicia See, por nosotros. you still have to walk in the desert, que en el desierto, but the Lord says, I am here to provide you some shade. Pero Dios dice, Estoy aquí para I'm hearing your prayers and your supplications. Estoy tus y I have already dispatched my response, ya yo he mi and in a, in a little while you will receive it. Y en un la vas a See, but in the meantime, let me open up your eyes. So that you can see the oasis prepared for you in the desert. See, I am your portion. I am your portion. I am your response. Set your gaze on me. And you will be safe. See, Hagar almost died in front of her provision. That baffles my theology. Eso, eso, it messes up my theology. How can you be in front of the well and not see the well? It doesn't make sense. Until I found out a cortisol. Hasta que encontré un cortisol. The stress hormone. Eh, Ooh, some of you have been stressed. <laughs> cortisol. It helps you balance your, your, your mood and your emotions and your stress. It helps you regulate your stress. However, too much cortisol can lead to blindness. According to a study done by stress.org, she was so stressed. It's a real web site, by the way. She was so stressed that her levels of cortisol that chemical imbalance in her brain she was taking care of her kids she had a responsibility she had to figure things out she had no bread she had no water what am I going to do stress stress I'm stressed. Stress. Stress. Don't be so stressed out by temporary situations. Because even when it looks glim or grim, 
que aun cuando se ve mal, mal, God still has an answer. Dios todavía tiene una respuesta para ti. You just have to see. Solo tienes que verlo. You just have to open your eyes. Tienes que abrir tus ojos. Life shouldn't be as stressful. La vida no debe de ser tan estresante. When our trust is solely put in the Lord. Cuando nuestra confianza está solamente puesta. En Stress is valid. El estrés es válido. It's a regular part of life. Es algo parte de la vida. And I am under constant stress. Yo estoy bajo constante estrés. I had a beautiful head of hair. Yo tenía una peluca. Peluca. disciplina para yo. But stress. But stress. Pero el estrés has a way of blinding you. Tiene una forma de cegarte. Let me ask you a direct question. Déjame hacerte una pregunta directa. Do you truly trust God? And I truly ask this generally from the bottom of my heart as your pastor. Y como pastor le hago esta pregunta de lo más profundo. Do you truly trust God? Realmente tú confías en Dios. Because trust, porque la confianza regulates stress. Regula el estrés. When you know that the creator of the entire universe, cuando tú sabes que el creador del universo entero takes care of you, cuida de ti, knows you by name, te conoce por nombre. And no matter what you're going through, y sin importar por lo que estés pasando, he will still provide. He will make a way for you. Como quiera va a darte una salida y va a proveer. No, no, don't misinterpret me. No me malinterpretes. I'm not saying that now I'm asking you to trust the Lord, not do anything. Yo no te estoy diciendo que ahora confíes en el Señor y dejes de hacer las cosas. You can still work. You can still do your thing. Puedes continuar haciendo tus cosas. But trust the Lord in the process. Pero en el proceso confía en el Señor. Don't overwork yourself to the point of exhaustion. Tanto que te Don't overwork yourself to the point of no tanto hasta al punto de being blind. Estar ciego. Don't allow yourself to be so stressed that you die holding on to the provision while focusing on the problem. So no estar tan que no veas la estás el And I'm landing with this. Can't go through the desert without Jesus. No podemos pasar por el desierto sin Jesús. We are not able to encounter the answer today without Jesus. No podemos encontrar la respuesta hoy sin. You and I need Jesus more than ever. Tú y yo necesitamos a Jesús más que nunca. It is Jesus who can get us through the medical threats. Y es Jesús quien nos puede ayudar a pasar por los por los problemas médicos. It is Jesus that can get us through the rough patches in our marriage. Es Jesús quien nos puede ayudar a pasar por los It is Jesus the one that can connect us to the Father again. See, Jesus holds the key to salvation, to our redemption, and to our answer. See, Jesus is the well in our desert. Jesus is the well in our desert. 
the one who opened her eyes to see the provision was Jesus see Jesus has a way of encountering us in our driest moments of our walk to give us a well of water to drink from and Jesus acknowledges that life isn't fair but he says that in him life is whole see the same way that Hagar encountered the well of provision the Lord encountered another woman in the well see in John 4.14 in the chapter 4 of John the Bible talks about this amazing encounter of Jesus and this Samaritan woman in a dry place in the middle of the day and he offered the woman salvation and eternal life when she was able to identify that he was her provision and Jesus told her but whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again because from this water they will have springs of well of, of water coming out of their lives are we identifying Jesus as our provision are we seeing Jesus as our answer or are we merely seeing him as a wishy-washy tool that we use on a Sunday and a Tuesday that we only call on him when, he have, when we need help the Bible says that we can all think, do all things through Christ who are you depending on today to get you through your desert who are you crying out to to open your eyes See, the Bible is clear when it asks us where does our rescue comes from and our rescue comes from the Lord See, Jesus is here this afternoon letting you know that he's the oasis in your desert that he's letting you know I am the well that will sustain you today do you trust me to open up your eyes do you trust me to walk with you do you trust me to be with you in your life or are you just going to ignore me and lay down in the desert and die see the Lord told Hagar don't pitch a tent in the transitional season in a transitional place see we have become experts in building tents when the place that we just have to transition through and we find ourselves questioning God but God is telling us I didn't tell you this was a permanent place don't build a house in the desert Jesus is your way and the answer trust Jesus today of finding answers other, in other places that is not in the Lord. Repent. 
Okay to have a therapist. Está bien tener un terapeuta. To, to have conversations and deal with internal issues. Tener conversaciones y lidiar con los problemas internos. But also have Jesus. Pero también tenga Jesús. Jesus and a therapist. Jesús y el terapeuta. Great job. Believe in Jesus. Creen Jesús. That He is the way. Que él es el camino. The truth and the life. La verdad y la vida. The way to your provision and to your answer. El camino a la He is the only one that has the answer and the key in your desert. And only in him was Ishmael and Hagar able to survive. To the point, for those of you who don't know, we were in Ishmael's territory. Because that's the second promise from the Lord to Abraham. Arab nations are a lineage of Ishmael direct 2,000, 6,000 years that moment that we still have descendants the same way that we are descendants of Abraham through the covenant of Jesus Allow the Lord to open up 